0: You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome
1: to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm your boy DJ Impact. I got here, Sin City Steve in Simon Street with us. We don't have Matt Michaels as he's uh, finally finishing up on some break time but we should have them back next week but this is our three count so we thank you all for for joining us and um as you see to put your uh, your comments in to our facebook feed feel free and we'll try to get that on uh as we can uh, so with that we'll jump right into our three count the first one comes from ProWrestlingNewsHub.com and it's titled AEW outdrew WWE in average number of fans attending shows. It says that Dave Meltzer noted on a recent edition of Wrestling Observer Newsletter that AEW outdrew WWE this past month in terms of fans attending their shows on an average basis significantly. But the month of October looks to be a close battle between both promotions as neither of them really have a major pay-per-view event coming up. With AEW's full gear pay-per-view taking place next month and WWE's crown jewel going down in Saudi Arabia. The official Twitter account of WrestleTix also reveals some interesting facts and numbers on social media of AEW's average attendance figures for the month of September which was 9,676 fans, while the WWE's average attended figures for the month of September was 7,772 fans. And AEW shows inside Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens, New York, and the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey, is what made the big difference in the company's strong performance this past month. And to conclude, it says Russell Tix also revealed that AEW outdrew the WWE in the city of Cincinnati, Ohio, during the month of September, with Meltzer noting that Raw had 5,470 fans, 43 fans on September 27th, while Dynamite on September 8th had 6,500 paid fans. And they um, and you can check the tweet out that they had on there as well. So, guys, look, you know, there's always going to be this sort of let's compare between what promotion, what one, one promotion is doing and what the other one's doing. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I kind of have, <laughs> I, I had a whole rant on Dave Melcher on my, uh, voices in my head. And, um, and I can go right into that even with this particular topic. Uh, but first, before I do that, let me allow our analysts that really can break things down with their thoughts. Let me go over to you first, Sin City, Steve. What's your take on this? I mean, yes, AEW is definitely selling seats, but are we really convinced now that AEW is just now pulling in uh, more fans to their shows than WWE? And even when you compare Crown Jewel, how can you? Crown Jewel compared to, uh, what do they say, Full Gear? Uh, Crown Jewel is a stadium show, isn't it?
2: It's a stadium show in Saudi Arabia, yeah.
1: Right. So if you're going to compare to seats, people paying money for seats to come to shows that out out long and just forget the regular Raws and Smackdowns or whatever that alone will, I would think outdo what AEW is doing if, if that's how they're counting it. So I'm confused when they're saying October showing very strong for AEW, but you tell me what your thoughts is on this brother.
2: So realistically speaking, I, I thought that it was very interesting that uh, AEW ran Cincinnati at the beginning of September mm-hmm. and then WWE ran raw, um, at the end of September. Now here's something of note. Um, we actually had mentioned it in the past, how due to a, uh, an agreement that was in place with WWE, um, the building that AEW wanted to run in Cincinnati was, uh, Actually, the Heritage Bank Center, mm-hmm. uh, which has a capacity of seventeen thousand five hundred, mm-hmm. um, that that building was the building that WWE ran Monday Night Raw on. Um, just uh, you know, just this past week, yeah. Um, to that show, they drew a total of of fifty four hundred tickets sold. Mm-hmm. Okay, out of seventeen thousand five hundred. Now, obviously. Uh, AEW had to settle for the fifth, third center, um, fifth, third arena. And the fifth, third arena has a capacity of 12,000 seats. Of those 12,000 seats, they sold 6,500. So realistically, is it uh, it too much to think that it's, you know, that AEW's outdrawing WWE? At first glance, yeah, you could think that. Mm -hmm. You could think that but realistically this is one sample size this is one city this is one venue um, this is one date Um, it is of note that in the same market in the same month AEW did have more paid attendance to their to their show Mm -hmm. but i think that unless it becomes a you know a thing where this is happening on a regular basis Come on, man. You know as well as I do, WWE has nothing to, to worry about for sure. the time being, and especially because they're getting that sweet Saudi blood money that's <laughs> you know, I mean, their their profit and loss statement, I mean, it's it's just gonna reflect it. So right. you know, they're they're gonna be continuing to make money hand over fist. Um, so their their profit and loss sheets are gonna be exactly where they need to be. Um and you know, I think it is of note though that AEW is they're starting to build momentum. Mm-hmm. They've had momentum, and they are continuing on um, with the signings and you know bringing everybody in. Um, people can try to downplay it all they want that it's nothing major that they're bringing in these names, but I I get a feeling that AEW has this sort of cult like mystique to it as as ECW did in the late 90s mm-hmm. um i see a dir- almost direct parallel um to the uh, the rabid fan base um to the performers that actually love going to work there every single day um there are very very few that you know you hear that have even the the mo- you know one one negative word um i think the only person who's come out and you know spoken about how they've been used poorly is brian cage mm-hmm. um but it's it's one of those things that um yeah i think i think AEW is building some momentum but to make it up make it out to be anything more than that it's it's just playing in for clickbait
1: ah right sounds like that simon street what's what's your take on this when you when you read this um with the highlight being that As it says, AEW outdrew WWE in average number of fans attending shows.
0: Oh, you have your your mute on. You're muted, bro. Got
2: it. Sorry about that.
0: Um, When I first kind of looked at it without doing any further type of research, you know, I wanted to look at this just from a broad perspective. Um, I started looking at what is the draw? for AEW in comparison to WWE. Now now that's a question that a lot of people obviously have thrown their opinions into play and go far in between, but I tried to make it as simple as possible. I thought about why would I, if I had the time to fit AEW into watching throughout the week, which I barely can fit in what I watch now. But if I were to completely switch not watch NXT and just watch AEW, right? Would I do it? And I couldn't say no immediately. And the reason why I say that is because I say, what does AEW offer me? A good blend of different type of wrestling styles. Anytime that I have actually tuned in to AEW just to watch it for a little bit, or if I'm sitting at somebody's house and happen to be watching it, I can bet my bottom dollar that it's always going to be a mix of different type of wrestling styles of multitude so that's first and foremost so why wouldn't mind switching if i had to okay another thing that i saw and that comes off the bat from even when they started was creative control by most of their talent that has not only been proven fact from the time they started but they've been somewhat for the most part consistent more times than none which you are able to see different perspectives and more engaging storylines just just my opinion so that's another reason why i wouldn't mind switching if i could Another thing is, is they actually have taken the time to actually give younger talents the spotlight. You know what I mean? Like like Darby Allin was a huge one. Uh, you know, and this is from me. I don't even watch AEW regularly. And I thought that was cool that they gave it to him. You know, we make fun of him and say he's undersized, you know, but he brings something to the table that, you know, I enjoy seeing. Um, and then the one biggest thing is, 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 is I really feel like, AEW is not afraid to make mistakes and change them. Not that WWE doesn't, but they WWE can afford to make those mistakes and then pour a whole bunch of money to fix it. AEW really? Yeah. They may have that money because they got them contracts, but they're not afraid to try new things. And if they fall flat on their face, almost every time you've talked about it since they, they have tried to make it right, which means they give a shit about their fans. So these are the things of why it only makes sense, getting back to our article, why AEW has more people attending events than WWE. Because people want to consume a product that they can guarantee on, especially in these times. Even though we have not, or in light of the pandemic, we still have not gotten to the point to where we have expendable amounts of income. Do you see what I'm saying? As you all know, a lot of people ain't getting that unemployment check no more. So they're counting them pennies, and they're making sure if I'm gonna spend my money going into an event for entertainment, I want to make sure I get what I pay for. And I feel that AEW at this point will undoubtedly give me what I'm looking for. Do you see what I'm saying? Then with WWE, maybe three fourths of the time, maybe you get eighty percent of the time. They'll give us that.
1: Well, let me say this, Simon Street. For, for starters, mm-hmm. I mean, I I could see if if you're saying if you're in line with saying that this might be why, why AEW. Has been increasing the fans uh, coming to the shows. I I I see what you mean, but don't get it twisted in terms of that there are still more people attending AEW shows than or than WWE events because that is just not the case. Period. Um, yes, they're they are trending um, to to have a positive, you know, having bigger numbers. Uh, come to their shows, but by no means are there on a regular basis uh, doing this. And um, let me just read a comment here uh, from John. He says ticket prices might have something to do with the two. AEW Dynamite was half the cost of Monday Night Raw with a closer view. And that part is true, too, because I was looking at possibly going. It was just a quick thought of mine uh, going to SmackDown in Ontario for October 15th. And I went to look at tickets, and if I want to sit in the um, around the ring, it's two fifty. If I want to sit at the very top where I can change a light bulb, it's twenty bucks. But if I decide I want to go to AEW on the same night, which on the fifteenth, they're going to be at James L Knight Center in Miami uh, on the fifteenth. If I want to sit ringside or even sit closer to the front, it's ninety bucks. Ninety to two fifty is definitely a big difference. Um, uh, so you know, if a person had a choice, that could definitely be a reason why as well. But I know that this article is not not terminate in terms of that. They're making it seem as if what kind of where you were saying, Simon, that it's just better interest of more people wanting to be a part of AEW to
0: WWE, and I have to disagree with that. Um but mm-hmm. You better, you better be prepared, because uh, I'm telling you right now, that huge wave ain't just something that uh, Sin City Steve's talking about every week. That's something that you see it on social media. You're starting to see that population grow. And I'm seeing it from the standpoint of a person that's not all in, no pun intended, uh, AEW guy. Do you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm for the most part, I watch what the hell I like. But, you know, AEW is something that, You know, I'm starting to regret not being able to watch them every week. And if I had time, I would watch them. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And there's other people that probably feel the same way. And so that's not to say that AEW will beat WWE because WWE is this huge franchise of a monster. But I will say that AEW so far in wrestling history in our lifetime span is the perfect example of what a, uh, a quality option of wrestling for us fans would look like. Just being completely honest. And to me, they're clicking all the right boxes as that example. So one day you'll hear me chime in to y'all and say, man, I watched both AEW shows and be all in it. But that'll only be because either I turned off NXT 2.0 or I just have more free time on my hands to actually want to use that free time I have to watch AEW because I find it exciting. I find it offering more than what a lot of people want to say AEW does
1: yeah uh shout out to uh chris he said when he saw AEW dynamite in february 2020 he paid 75 dollars for a seat next to the ramp uh it's funny because um when money in the bank was here and i think i probably had told you this simon street as i was mm-hmm. i was uh i guess i was probably smoking on something but there was a ramp seat that was i was like dude they got a ramp seat but it's only three grand i'm like you know not, I, can i pull that off You know, and and when I had that moment, because I think I was telling you, Simon, you was pretty much saying, well, I won't be next to you. I'll be (laughs) elsewhere. And, uh, you know, and I'm like, I think this is going to be very hard to convince uh, uh, my wife for a because if she was to come, that would be six grand. And I don't know how that's going to convince anybody. But hell, people must pay it because that ramp is fully packed. So I don't know where people get all this money. I'll just
0: tell you. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Because I couldn't tell you that night. It started off at three grand. Now, the friend I was telling you about uh, that doesn't listen to our show. Yeah, he had a ramp seat and it was uh, I think he said about 500. So it does go down exceedingly fast as you get close to the event. Oh, OK. But it, I don't doubt that it started off as 3000 just to see if somebody would bite on that bait. Wow.
1: All right, y'all. Well, thank you for that. That's our first count. Let's go right into our second. This is from WrestlingNews.co. It says, WWE star says his promos will be unscripted on the main roster. So, uh, as we know, uh, Hit Row has now moved over into the SmackDown brand. So, let's just start from there. The article goes, AJ Francis, which is a.k.a. Top Dollar, want fans to know that the same thing is not going to happen to Hit Row. Top Dollar says that their debut promo during a dark segment before SmackDown was not scripted, and he wants fans to not compare Hit Row to, quote, other people who couldn't transition to the main roster, end quote. Wow, that's big words there, Top Dollar. (laughs) He tweeted, stop comparing us to other people who couldn't transition to the main roster. We can promo thanks management. And then in a follow-up tweet, he said, Last night, we cut a promo unscripted. Like every promo we've ever cut, we made us. Stop talking about things you don't know. Then the article just goes, Hopefully WWE does not make too many changes to the group because they're one of the bright spots on NXT brand. Top names like you know, Roman Reigns, Edge, Paul Heyman are given more leeway with their promos, but that is not guaranteed for everyone. And if the plan is for Hit Road to be unscripted, those plans can always change, and hopefully they're able to stay true to the NXT characters. Well, guys, I will say this. I saw as as they kicked off uh, before the we knew they were going over to SmackDown, if you watched NXT 2.0 on Tuesday, they start off the show. And what I thought was very interesting, I don't know if you guys noticed, you probably did, But as they were doing their promo in the ring, everything that they were saying was in a rhyme.
0: But they do that all the time on NXT. Sure. That's that's their thing. They do. Right, right.
1: Exactly. And so I'm going, wow, this is is pretty cool. And if this is what's going to happen on SmackDown as well, where they can be uh, unscripted, this might work for them. Not everyone can do that, Simon Street, of course, in the top dollar. Do you think being unscripted is going to be something that's going to be successful for Hit Squad? Or do you think maybe there should be some scripting somewhere involved in their new position?
0: I mean, at, at the end of the day, obviously, management must trust them. Obviously, they've proven themselves you know, while they've been on NXT that they can drop bars. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are quality bars. They're not like, uh, no no disrespect to the Usos, you know, but before, uh, you know, here, Ro, we had the Usos, and before the Usos, we had John Cena. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge far cry from the first two I just gave you with John Cena and the Usos. So at the end of the day, Top Dollar definitely can't call his, his shot like that and say, at the end of the day, don't compare us because we're bringing something new to the game. we bringing, we coming to, to uh, to the shooting range with a loaded chamber. And we're ready to shoot off. And promos is what the ammunition we got. And at the end of the day, bars are hot. The wrestling is hot. The group is hot. They on SmackDown. Fox wanted their ass. So they ready to do it. So, I mean, he's rightfully, can say that, 100%.
1: Sissy, why do you think there are some that, I guess, can do well being unscripted and why others maybe can't be trusted? being scripted I I guess if you're coming from NXT of course we know that's developmental but I think you could still say that even in the main in the main shows that there are people that are still being scripted why do you think you know somehow more that leeway than others
2: so so many more people are scripted on the main on the main roster shows Mm -hmm. so uh, it's it's one of those things that You know, they uh, they got away from doing bullet points um, after the Ruthless Aggression era. Mm, Um, mm. And uh, it's it definitely shows. Uh, I can't I can't tell you how many times people cut promos where I'm sitting there watching them and I'm just thinking, holy shit, nobody on this planet talks like this. (laughs) Why? Why are you saying this shit the way that you are? It's fucking stupid. (laughs) Right. And like Randy Orton for years. (laughs) Right. No shit, man. (laughs) It's. It's it's crazy though like some people they they feel that they need to write every word for and that they need to treat it like a script. Yeah. Um you know there are some people that they give them the the creative leeway to to trust them and I think that it speaks volumes that they're trusting Hit-Row. I know. Um something that is really kind of it, it looking at this it makes it look like as if it wasn't a, uh, a coincidence that they had AJ Francis run the, uh, the collectible show or the, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the show on Annie. Right. Because they had him, um, you know, be a show host right. and that built rapport and trust in him to communicate the message that they want for him to communicate. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think that it's great. And, I'm, I'm very happy to see that they're going to allow these guys to, to roll without a script, maybe give yeah. them some bullet points of some things that they need to say sure. and keep it moving. Um, that's how I think everyone should be. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for years, most of the promos were bullet points. Right. Um, in WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, hell, and today with AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those promos are bullet points. And it's up to that person that's delivering the promo to actually give life to those words, yep, yep, um, yep. which that needs to happen across the board, man. It, yeah. Don't, don't script every little word for everybody. It's, it's monotonous. It's ridiculous.
1: You know, and it doesn't need, it doesn't need to be done. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish I, I sometimes can, um, I mean, we've seen so many shows of, of how wrestlers Get into training when they're developing to become wrestlers. We see them going through the exercising and the, you know, all the different things it takes to get a body yeah, prepared for that. But um, you rarely get this get to see you know what it takes when it comes to working on promos. And I, I'm guessing that's just got to be probably some of the biggest challenges for for talent because you gotta be believable. You gotta sound believable. You gotta, you know come out there and, and just be ready for anything and whatever. And so um I'm 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 excited to see what's going to come from um I'm excited and also <laughs> I'll say it, uh scared because I like hit row, but I, I also know they're all now on Fox and everything's gonna be watched and looked at and and judged and so
2: they are now under a microscope right
1: (laughs) yes so i'm like guys just knock it out of the park that's all i'm saying um all right thank you there that's our second count let's go to our third count this one's from wrestlingnews.co also this says shane mcmahon no longer involved in wwe and the title goes like this other the the, uh segment goes it says wrestling inc and fight fight Fightful or reporting that the word going around on Shane McMahon is that he's no longer involved in WWE. Wrestling Inc. reported that he is no longer under contract, but WWE insists that he is still a WWE talent and under a deal. It's also noted that he is rarely seen at the WWE office anymore. It's unclear what this means for the future in pro wrestling business. But this is what happened before. McMahon stepped away in 2009 and had no involvement in WWE till he returned in 2016. And during his return, he was only contracted as a talent and not part of management when he left 2009 and reportedly because of a falling out with his father, Vince McMahon. Uh, and Then it said that the Godfather recently stated that Shane owns a cannabis co-op in California, so he has his hands and other business away from WWE. So I just thought, you know what I thought was pretty funny about this, this story? I'm saying, oh, Shane has to be contracted, like for talent. I don't know. You know, I I don't know. I was when I when I think of Shane, I go, uh, you're kind of the owner. (laughs) You know, does he really though? Well, well, that's that's kind of you know how it makes it seem. I mean, I mean, I wonder what is he really Vince's son or is he adopted? You know, I mean, what's going on with Shane? But. What was your guys' take on this when you re- when you read this? I mean, we haven't seen him in a while, but um, I mean, uh, he is he con- should he still be contracted? Why is he not contracted? You know, does he need to be contracted? Guys, what's your take?
0: Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and take a stab at this yeah. one. Um, it's not abnormal for me because there's long periods of time where Shane goes missing for like. You know, probably years. It's only just before the pandemic that he came back and was like on a six month rotation. Mm-hmm. So he'd be gone for six months, I would say, and then come back. And then, you know, even for a while, they'd have Stephanie and Hunter's ass, mostly Stephanie. She'll pop up every once in a blue moon. I think it's just the transition that they're taking in general because they don't need to show up. Um, but like the article said too, I mean, if if there is any truth to what the Godfather stated. That he he is uh, running a cannabis co-op in California. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, the Vegas bad boys definitely want to know definitely want some of your homegrown finest, Shane. So, you know, real talk, you know, uh, come on and give us
1: some. Be a sponsor, you know, for us as well. (laughs) Yeah, be a sponsor.
0: (laughs) Um, But besides that, uh, we'll probably see Shane come back. And when the music hits, here comes the money. Here we go. We'll be like, oh, he's back, just like we always do. Yeah, sin city, I,
1: I don't I don't know. It's just funny to hear that, you know, he's he actually um, has it is I guess have to be contracted as talent. And and um, and again, I I, I just never would have thought like even if I owned a business that you know, my my son, I got to contract him to be in that. It'd be like, boy, get in there. This your business too. <laughs> you know, you're, yeah. you're pretty much a, another hand of me. That's kind of how I always thought of 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 Shane and Vince. Although I do know about that falling out, and also understand how I, I guess we've always heard that Steph was the one that was kind of running raw during the times. And but still, I mean, I don't know. What's your take on this whole thing when you kind of looked at it?
2: So I, I don't read anything into this whatsoever. Okay. Um, Yeah. As, as, as you mentioned um, there was the falling out between Vince and Shane and Stephanie and Hunter essentially, you know, just assumed that they're, you know, they're next in command. So there for the longest time, Shane was off TV. He had nothing to do with the business, um, anything of that nature. And it's only been very recently when he's come back to TV that he has been back with WWE, but that was strictly in a, in a talent role. Mm, He, mm -hmm. he wasn't, he wasn't doing anything uh, behind the scenes with the company whatsoever. He was strictly an on-air talent. Wow. So, yeah. So yes, he, you know, it's the family business, all that kind of stuff. Yes. He's Vince's son, but realistically, unfortunately he doesn't factor into the long-term plans for that company. Amazing. And it maybe he's finally, you know, I don't want to say finally, but maybe maybe he's realizing that and, you know, he wants to just, you know, focus yeah. on his business ventures. And if uh, if they want to bring him back as on air talent again, then they'll reach out to him. And obviously yeah. he'll be he'll leap at the uh, at the opportunity to throw himself off of a 50 foot fucking <laughs> scaffold and, and crash through a table or whatever the fuck stunt right. that they're going to have him do.
1: Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, I mean just the fact he does those type of moves, you go like you shouldn't have to do that. I mean, <laughs> why yeah, why why
2: are you doing this? Right. Why are, why are you tempting death?
1: Right. I yeah, man. One day, you know, we are going to have to get the we have we have to sit down with Shane and find out what's really going yeah. on with the family, man. <laughs> but know? he definitely I'm bring
0: down. he he need to bring some of his uh some some grain with him too. <laughs> hope you're talking about the money green of
1: course Oh, okay
0: no 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 man bring that green so we get on the rotation
1: <laughs> oh man all right Either guys. One. <laughs>
2: yeah
1: <laughs> there you go oh man well guys thanks that's our uh, our three count for tonight thanks for hanging out um i'm gonna let you guys get your final thoughts for tonight but again as i uh want to let you guys know thanks for hanging out with us we appreciate it and um as always we're trying to entertain you as best as we can we'll have matt michaels back next week where he will he's going to be so rested up i think he's going to come ready to just uh you know slap those heads as he sees fit
0: he ain't touching my head (laughs) Matt
2: Michaels will be back next week full of piss and vinegar, ready to annihilate the smarts. (laughs) There you go. All
1: right. With that, Simon Street, what would you like to tell the wonderful people out there?
0: I want to tell everybody, you know, uh, at the end of the day, always try your best to be your best version of yourself and treat people with respect. Um, Especially in a world where we have tons of people who have different opinions and different things of how they viewpoint their life. Respect that. If they are not messing with you, leave them the fuck alone, because at the end of the day, the last thing that we need is people bitching and complaining about other people and what their opinions are. We all have assholes. We all have opinions. So let us be. And usually all of them stink. That's true. <laughs> I know mine do
1: every once in a while. Oh, boy.
0: Sin City,
1: what do you want to tell the good people out there?
2: Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you to everyone in the chat. Thank you guys for liking, sharing, subscribing, all the kind of, all the great shit that you guys do. Um, Very special. Thank you to every brave man and woman serving this country, whether you're on lands, foreign or domestic, we appreciate you. Thank you for what you do. And last but not least, repsports.com, R-E-P-P sports.com. Go there for all your pre-workout weight loss and general energy needs Repsports.com, promo code Vegas at checkout. Save yourself 15%.
1: Absolutely. Every Wednesday, the DeFalco Files is released. Make sure you get a chance to take a listen to that. It's one of our hottest shows that we have on our podcast. And uh, you get a chance to hear some of the inner workings of how it is uh, being inside of an indie wrestling promotion. And you actually have the owner, Joe DeFalco, there who just explains a lot of stuff that i tell you you would just kind of be amazed and you might even get excited you might be one of someone who's been really interested in getting into the business uh this would be a good time for you to really listen and um you may find yourself wanting to uh come out in and, and try out so why not with that thank you for hanging out we will see you next week until then take care peace biggest bad boys of podcasting.